NSYC together. Here we are. Right now, conversations through the roof. Right now, are you ready for another, another, a new season? Back from the summer. Vacay, we're back. Back from the summer. Hey, Dave, we're back. And stop. Hey, everyone. Hello. This is uh, Billy Otto. I'm with my buddies Nate Velez, Elias Perez. Hello there. I'm I'm still a little salty that you open up our podcast like that. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <but laughs> I like cool it. Cool to be the salt and light of the, of the earth. Wow. All right, all right, all right. So like, if salt loses its flavor, you know what happens to it? it just gets thrown out. Yeah, it's not what, salt what anymore. What if it's bad salt? Like really, really, really cheesy beatboxing. Yeah, uh, I'm just glad that that's not in this room. Yeah, <laughs> wait, hold on a second, Nate. You try. No, I'm. I'm yeah, that's cheesy beatboxing. No I'm kidding. I don't want to embarrass myself on my. In Australia, you, we call it being a negative Nancy, and I'm pretty sure you've got those Nancy vibes. I'm a negative Nate right now. Sorry, everyone. So this is our first first podcast back since since our. No, no, it's, it's our second. Eight. It's the second, second one. Yeah. Okay, it's yeah, our yeah. second. Well, we um, we had a couple of weeks ago. We had. My girlfriend on the podcast, which is really cool. We talked about creativity. Chrissy Mitchell, if you're listening, we miss you. And Billy, more so than us. Sorry. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if anything happens to me from living in Humboldt Park, Chicago, just know that I was going to be the best husband for you ever. Oh, he just dropped it. Yeah. I can't believe you said that live. It's not just because you're really good looking that I'm into you, but you also... Uh, oh. w- Proverbs 31 material, okay? Ooh, Ooh. I actually got that reference. I feel so proud. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Speaking of the word, we are actually going to talk about one of your sermons today, Billy. Yeah. One that we did not get recorded and we're not going to put on the podcast, but we're going to definitely talk about right now. Yeah. Billy, you want to introduce us to your thoughts? Yeah. So um, basically, we're just talking about personal intimacy with God and particularly the issue of time because um, yeah this message is called the war on time because we're just really really busy in this day and age and our culture is very very noisy there's always things going on I was with Nate and with Eliash at Six Flags a couple of weeks ago and I don't know about you guys but I was like when I walked out of there I just realized wow that was a noisy environment right noisy on the eyes noisy on the ears it was like sensory overload. But it feels so good. I feel I feel like we heard Taylor Swift at least ten times. <laughs> that mixtape went over and over, over and, and over and over again. again. Yeah. That's so Come on, preach. But that's the thing. I think that's just kind of like a case study of just kind of life. That's that's an extreme example, but life's just really noisy. You walk into a house and people need to have three TVs going and only two people live there. You know, those kinds right. of weird things. Every time you hop into an Uber, I'm a bit older than you guys, so I catch Ubers sometimes, and people just always have the radio going. It's like we just can't deal with silence. Hmm. Like right now. Like right now, yeah. No, I'm joking. Let's, let's have a two-second period of silence just, just to Just a little silence. bit of silence. Get into the mode for the podcast. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just know that as Christians, <laughs> as Christian young men, personal devotion and just time with God is something that Satan is trying to attack. We look at the Son of God, we look at Jesus, he needed time alone, time to retreat from the crowd, just to be with his Father in solitude and in serenity, just being in God's presence. And So yeah, how have you guys struggled with that over the years? You guys are only 16, I'm 28, so I've got a bit of a head start, but just just 
be really, really honest. One of the things, guys, listeners out there that we value in this conversation, any conversations that we have in this podcast is just being vulnerable and really honest. Most of what we do is unscripted. And so, but we have a deep core value of just being transparent. And so, Eliash, how have you actually been? You're a baptized Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like, is, is, it, is it an easy thing to have personal devotions through the week? <laughs> well, it, it, it depends. Um, back when we, uh, we were doing our, um, our Instagram devotionals, it was a lot easier. Wow. Yeah. And, um, convicting. you know, and being one of the ones writing the devotionals was, it helped a lot. Yeah. But now my life has just got so busy and stuff like that with other things. Keyword busy. Yeah. Keyword busy. Aren't you like, just, you guys you are know. remodeling your house a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That definitely takes a lot. Yeah, it does. And like, I'm not even in my house. Like I haven't been there for like a week, you know, Yeah. <laughs> and stuff. So it's, it's, it's weird, but you know, I, there's no excuse, you know, not to yeah. do it, but I still haven't, you know, <laughs> yeah. but you know, things like that. It, it it can be easy if you have a reason to do it, you know, yeah. but it also can be hard if there's so many other things there to take yeah. over your mind. Come on. You know? yeah. Also, Ilyash, I think you've mentioned a couple of times, like you just, when you're doing something for church, you always feel like more. Empowered. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like whenever I'm doing something that I really like to do and when it's, you know, when it's for God or something like that. Right. Um, such as setting up our youth room or something like that, you know, and I feel like, Oh, this is great. It's going to, yeah. we're going to have fun here, worship God together and things like that. And I always feel empowered because we can, it's, it's useful. It's practical and stuff. Yeah. But, and there's a sense know. of ownership. Exactly. Exactly. There like is. We built this together. Mm-hmm. So it's great. Yeah. Man. How about you, Nate? Like, what about your personal devotions and just your own prayer life? Um, I know that when actually, and I've talked about this a little before, when I'm feeling like you know, feeling like I'm in more heavy seasons, I actually feel like I'm taking more time to spend with God. You know, I'll spend more times working on my apologetics game, or just you know reading through the Word. Like yesterday night, yesterday night, you know, I was just. Uh, Reflecting over VBS because we just finished that here at, at North Shore. Those of you who don't know what VBS is, it's it's like a it's kind of like a vacation Bible school, hence VBS, um, for uh, little kids uh, from I think what is it ages five through twelve or something. Yeah, five through twelve, five through thirteen. Yeah, we put on a little Bible show for them, you know, where they can come do arts and crafts and watch uh, uh, plays about um, various characters in the Bible. Yeah, and it's it's actually so fun to do, and it's kind of like VBS is over. Like, obviously, ministry doesn't stop, but there's kind of like, oh, you just finished a, like, a really, you know, you have to get in character. From, for us, we're in the drama room, right. Ash and I, mm-hmm. you, know, you just have to get in character, and then you're kind of out of that. It's like, now that you're not living character in the Bible, now you have to try to go back and try to learn more, right? And I was mm-hmm. trying to read through uh, Romans 3 through 5, I think. You know, I wrote, learned a little bit of that. I actually hadn't been doing too well in my devotions during VBS week, I'll be honest. But, like, I, I just I wanted to take the time a little bit last night, right before I went to bed. Literally, I was in bed. and was like, oh, I should, I should read out of the Word. And, like, I read a little bit about, you know, uh, Abraham and the hope. And it finished off with hope, you know, about being willing to have suffering. Suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, character, hope. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of my favorite chapters, Romans 5. I just, I was thinking about that, and I felt like, you know, some of what I've talked about in this podcast is just some of my own heavier seasons, you know, what I had to deal with, you know, personally, just growing up. I know I didn't start. I felt like I got off to a bad start. Just being willing to take that and move on. 
right, and just willing to continue doing the Lord's work. Um, one of the things, like when Billy first came to North Shore, I felt, and, and he started plugging Ilyash and I into the system, you know, being able to finally give us the chance to go on fire. Like, I felt so much so much happier because it's like I'm no longer stuck in this pit of depression that I've had to deal with right. since the incident with uh, with the girl. And I felt like, okay, yeah, I can move on. And I felt like when I was reading Romans 3 through 5, I was just felt so convicted that the Lord had given me an opportunity to no longer be silent, right, mm. and to spend time with him, you know. Uh, I don't want to be too busy for God, right? And in fact, yeah. the hardest thing is like when you're too busy doing stuff in church, yeah. and you're like, oh, you you never pay attention to the to yeah. the songs that you're playing. And you kind of justify right. not having your devotions even when you're being busy doing the Lord's work, quote unquote. Right. It's like, oh, but it's sacred busyness. Right. <laughs> like, like a parent who is taking care of three or four kids, you know. Like even my own parents, they they made sure to you know my mother always makes sure to study the word. My father, he's got to prepare for Sabbath school, to teach. You know he he just he, I know how much effort people have to put in, and obviously they've had years of just making sure to manage their schedule. But like I can't imagine you know someone who's so tired from work and children just making sure to put that focus in to spend yeah. time with God. And I always felt I felt convicted. You know. I had this opportunity when Billy came to be able to pour my heart into the word instead of my own self-pity. Yeah. And now God has given me the ability to do that. I just need to make sure I give it back to him by spending time with him. Right. Love it. Thanks, guys. How about you, Billy? Um, how would I rate it out of 10? Probably about a 7. I'm consistent every day. And it's like, I think um, there's greater responsibility on me than the average person to be tapping into God's spirit because I'm like a spiritual leader. In, like in a congregation of like 450 people but i also have more time than the average american to study the bible and just because it's like because i'm a pastor it's kind of kind of like, your job description exactly i kind of get paid to read the bible no, I'm sure. <laughs> kind of. but it's just like it's just i just think yeah i have way more flexibility than say your dad who's like a very busy engineer you know what i mean and so it's just like americans work super hard in the corporate life in the corporate sector um so yeah, like my morning devotions are generally like where I get my energy from. And it's like, I think having traveled so much over the last month, like I was in Europe for a couple of weeks and I was straight to Camp Akita and, and then we had VBS. There's just been a bunch of things that have happened all sequentially. And so for me, I'm so excited when I get to just get back into my routine, working, working my soul with the scripture, with prayer, working out with my body in the gym. I love that. And so, um, yeah, guys, I think morning devotions is where it's at. We're going to get more into like devotions, how I do devotions later on. But I want to say, guys, if you had to choose one meal that like you loved, a physical meal that you loved the most, you, like if you had one more day on earth and you could have one more meal, what would it be? I'm not sure where this is going, but like, are you talking about breakfast, lunch and dinner or just like a specific meal? It could be a breakfast meal and that would be your last meal. Hmm. If God was going to take you to heaven, like the second coming is happening, you're going to have one more meal. What's I feel like be? I'd have a lot more meals in heaven. Better <laughs> yeah, ones. Right. But, but one if I was thinking earthly meal. one more really, really, hmm, let me think. Well, you couldn't have a meat dish in heaven because nothing's going to die. Oh, wow. So, well, uh, now how about the veggies? They're going to die if you eat them. I don't know. Okay, would you stop? <laughs> <There's no speculation. laughs> we are not here but to we discuss do know there's no veganism. Yeah. Right, okay, right, sure. right. Yeah. Um, let me think. Uh, I definitely want something with eggs. Like maybe an omelet, actually. Cool. 
omelet omelet maybe i had a terrible omelet this morning so oh, really? i okay i went i went to an unnamed restaurant that um all the food was great except for the omelet okay. i really wanted a good omelet yeah anyway, omelet boys anyway uh but for the food i think fettuccine alfredo with broccoli from olive garden oh dudes He's good. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. I oh, like that. Man. My omelet. <laughs> my omelet. Simple. Four different types of cheeses: uh, uh, tomatoes, chives, green onions, mushrooms. Uh, are they are they cage free eggs? Huh? Are they cage free eggs? Dude, I want everything organic. Okay. <laughs> He's like okay. Okay. I'll including including the cheese. I'm sorry, I'm a big dairy man. I guys. Sorry. <laughs> I just want to say to the crowd that I confess that I had like beans cooked in lard today, but I didn't know. So just make sure when you get Mexican, if you're a vegan, I had specifically no cheese. Like it was the biggest letdown. But wow. anyway, he told me afterwards it was cooked in bacon and whatever. And so disappointed. The thing <laughs> is, is, but I emphasize physical food all the time. I sometimes post about it on my Instagram and everything. I love physical food, but I think we never emphasize like spiritual food enough. And especially because Jesus claimed that he was the bread of, that came from heaven. You know, Jesus does spiritualize this idea of spiritual food. And like, you know, even my girlfriend, she's always eating. She just loves it. Chrissy loves eating food. Oh, wow. He said a, that on this Even though podcast. she's a babe, oh, she looks really good no matter what she eats. But anyway, but the thing is, <laughs> John 6.33, like okay. Jesus' disciples say, Lord, give us the bread always. Always. You know, it's just a beautiful thought, you know. And so... um if we're going to always be partaking of Christ and his word, it's like we can't be with Christ physically. He's here through the Holy Spirit, but we hear through him like primarily through the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's like the only right way that we can really, really tap into the scriptures and hear God's voice is really when we sit down and when we do carve out time. If we don't fight for our time, something else will, Okay. <laughs> No, but like I hear what you're saying. If you got an hour of free time to kill before you go to bed, like, and yeah. you haven't done your devotion to the day, are you going to spend time with God, at least a portion of that? Yeah. Or are you just going to go, mm-hmm. like, and like, I know this because, you know, I'm a 17 year old guy. Are you going to just play video games? Or are you just going to yeah. text someone? Or are you just going to. sit on Instagram. Like, social yeah. media is the main way that people kill time, right. I believe. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. It is a time killer. Yeah. Like, when you wake up in your morning, is your first thing is, is, is it like, you know, going to the word or thinking of your, you know, family and or your relationship with God or like yeah. your ministry or is it like going on social media, yeah. checking the Snapchat, checking the Facebook. And like, obviously, you know, I'm not, you know, as big on social media as some, but even I know that's definitely in my mind. You just got to be, you know, really, yeah. really important to just know that's not your priority. Yeah. I don't know. Do you guys ever feel like if you spend your morning on social media and you don't have devotions for me i have like a heightened sense of anxiety i just do Hmm. i'm someone who genetically i can easily fall into anxiety and i just feel like it's so beautiful like the calming power of the word and it's like praying lord i just give you this time and i've got a pen in hand and i'm writing down my prayer thoughts i'm writing down a scripture there's just something supernatural that happens in my soul I'll walk out of that door. It doesn't matter what I'm doing, but I'll walk out with peace. Hmm. How about you, Eliash? How do you feel after doing your devotions? Do you feel like Superman? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I feel like Superman when I put on my Superman t-shirt. No, I'm okay. kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. But, um, uh, well, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of, it kind, well, kind of Superman, you know? Um, hmm. 
It kind of, that kind of makes sense, actually. Um, yeah, when when I do my devotions, or at least say a prayer in the morning, yeah. just thanking God that I woke up. You know what I mean? I feel like you know, like like Billy was saying, at peace. Yeah. And when you're at peace, you feel like anything can happen, and you'd be totally fine, like and, Superman. And you know, you know what I mean? Just to clarify, because you know some people haven't, you know, they've skipped around through episodes, like especially yeah. for you and right. your family. You know what you've gone through. The ability mm-hmm. to say that you have peace, I'm sure that's not easy. Right. No. And, like, yeah. I remember, um, and I know Billy wasn't there, even though he was there in the morning and the day after. Um, but, like, when we were with your father and everyone was there, mm-hmm. right, and we were all singing songs and everyone was sharing the word or, like, a blessing or something from it, you know, there is, it's not necessarily a sense of peace, but it's definitely a sense of power, mm-hmm. right? And it's a sense of, you know, you know he can hear us and you know that, Everything that that we are saying to him, he said to us right back before in the word or through a song. And it's like just feeling the spirit. And right. I feel like that's the hardest thing to ever explain, the ability to feel the spirit. Right. It's like when we uh, when we have a praise team practice every week or something, right? There were certain practices that I've said that I felt like something was missing, you know. And we may have been playing it or we tried to, but... Whenever we, when we finished that practice, I felt something was missing and I didn't like, normally I get this, like these chills or something when we play. And then that's when I feel like, oh man, this is good. God's here. You know what I mean? But those couple times I didn't get it. And I wondered why. And that, that's what I I need to have every day for the day to be good. I need to have those chills come from God. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Like. I, there are times, like especially, especially actually, when we're podcasting, like for yeah. 10, 15 minutes, you can zone out and you can yeah. still be talking and you can actually still be giving good content. Yeah. But like sometimes you're just not present, yeah, or yeah. you just feel like the spirit's yeah. not present, and then it'll kick back in, it'll kick back out. Right. I feel like, I feel like actually in my daily life, like when I'm going to school or something, that's the same thing. You know, this period, you know, this class, I'll be fine, and then the next one, you know, I feel like out of tune with something. Mm-hmm. Or like this and that when I'm after school, whether I'm working on something or, you know, working on piano or whatever it is, I feel like it's sputtering. You know, it's mm-hmm. like an engine that starts and dies. Yeah. And mm-hmm. in heaven, I always picture it as a place where you're actually running smoothly at 100% all the time. Mm-hmm. And th- that's a really interesting thought because none of us have ever experienced what it means to be 100% like on board with God every single moment of the day. But, like, we try to catch glimpses of that every time, you know, we try to worship, have devotions. Mm. And I feel like that's the hardest thing to do in this society because so much of everything is taking up your attention and time. Yeah. Um, there's so much we could say, but, like, I, I really like this point you made because, guys, we're not reading off the script here, but, like, we do have some of Billy notes from his sermon. And one of his notes was, I think Satan is okay with people going to church. Yeah. Right? He's okay with us sitting in pews. And yeah. I think he's actually okay with, you know, especially for someone like Ilyash who works in audiovisual, I think he's okay with him running the audiovisual, yeah. right? But he's not okay if Ilyash is actually running audiovisual and listening to it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, Ilyash, actually, do you want to share a little bit on that? Like when you're sitting up in the booth. <laughs> <laughs> the booth. The booth. <laughs> no, but um, I think he all, uh, well, like Satan sends things like politics in the even in the sound booth area where egos get in the way and stuff like that to distract 
from what you're actually supposed to be listening to yeah. during the service. You know, I'm supposed to be listening to the service, but to the sermon. And then someone starts talking to me about, oh, that Mike's not supposed to go there. Yeah. And then I completely block out the sermon now because I'm mad about, oh, this guy, what, what happened here? You know, <laughs> and, you know, it just. I have to refocus, you yeah. know, back onto what I'm supposed to be. Yeah, doing. and like the why, like why am I here and why am I serving God and and why I should be t- tapping into what's being spoken. Then we've always got to ask the why. I was just thinking, guys, when we came a couple of weeks ago, it was, it was about a month ago now, it was before I went to Europe and we interviewed Andreas, a great man of God, Mexican pastor mm-hmm. who's pastor of Epic Church. And like one thing that I realized about him is that he's 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 a busy guy. He planted a church him and his wife he's got two baby girls like when you got kids i think there's so many excuses we could make if anyone could make an excuse it's probably him but he gets up before his daughters you know and he just carves out a plan and he's made a way that his wife can take care of the girls in the morning he can take care of them at night he's just got this system and it's like he just says man like it's got to become a priority and um you know some of us are eager beavers and we can get up early, but a lot of us are comfy koalas and we like to sleep in. You know, it's just like... But even then, like, I'm one of those people that likes to sleep in, but if I sleep in past a certain point, like, yeah. if I sleep in past, like, 11 o'clock or something, I feel like I'm missing my day. Yeah. You know, I wake up and that's, like, when you say, like, you don't do your devotion in the morning, you get anxious, right? Yeah. I wake up at 11, I'm anxious, like, what did I miss? Yeah, what am I supposed yeah. to be doing right now? Out of control. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, know, I feel you. Every school day I get up too early. This <laughs> school system. No. <laughs> but, like, if you, if you were ready for school, right, like, you get up early and you're well prepared for the day, the rest of the day just seems to go well. If you're mm. super tired from the last night, like it can be working on something that's actually like, or working on school or just working on something, even for North Shore. And like you're super tired, you get up and then you're frazzled yeah. and then you just got to, you know, go through the door. You know, it, it completely changes your day. The same thing goes for your spiritual day, especially for church days. Like when, yeah. when you get up for, for your church service and you're like, oh man, I, I feel like this, I feel like that, I'm a little tired, this person's frazzled in the house, this yeah. just happened bunch of things go wrong and then it's super hard to focus uh-huh. but if you start off the day and you're at peace you know in mind you're communicating with god like it the, the day just feels so much better you can deal with situations so much easier yeah. and i feel like you it's it really important for christians to not put themselves in a state where satan is able to shock them with something right shock them with uh with a pain or loss or shock them with a heavy season of something right like as i've talked before you know uh obviously i spent a lot of my life not being willing to prepare for what might get thrown at me right because of maybe you know my own self-pility or my own unwillingness to spend time with god as i've said these past you know three years i felt so much at at more at peace with what god's doing in my life that i can handle a lot more and I know that perhaps, you know, I may not be a, a better person. I may not be any smarter, any wiser. But at least, at least I'm feeling like I'm able to do the Lord's work and I'm able to listen to him when he's speaking to me. And that, to me, is the most important thing in my life. Guys, I love it. I think, um, you know, one, one character, as we can see in some of my sermon stuff, Psalm 63, David, King David, is running from 
um, Absalom. His own son has turned on him. Absalom's gone to the gates and been like, King David, my dad, he hasn't got it all right. I should be the king. And this whole community believe Absalom. And David's just running. And he is just literally, he's worn robes and been in like golden courts. But now he's actually scavenging for food, trying to find water, just running from hole and rocky cave, just trying to have some kind of security so he can survive. But it's amazing that even though David's world is so corrupted in Psalm 63, still like he doesn't, he doesn't speak about God from a fractured place or from a, a frazzled place. He comes to God and says, God, you are my God. And I just, I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My heart it longs for you. And he's not even saying right now that I need anything, even though he could have a massive Santa Claus wish list of things that he needs. Like, God, I need water. I need this. Like often when we come to God, we come from a place of lack. It's just like this spirit of this is what I need God today. But David isn't just trying to consume God. He just wants to be consumed by God, consumed by his presence. And I think that's, that's a beautiful thought when we are taking into account our own prayer life. And I just really believe that, especially in a year, in a, like guys, we are surrounded by, we are surrounded by consumerism. Like at every point, as we step into church and there's consumerism vibes, we we like we walk around the streets, everything's consumerism. What do you need? What do you need? You can get it now, you can get it now, get it now, get it now. But David comes from a place of God, I just want your presence. And I think, you know, waking up later and these things like uh, it's just so important that at the end of the day, like because I, I never want people to feel bad if they do, if they're not like an early bird riser like I am but at the end of the day whenever you wake up whenever you have your devotions like coming from that place of God I want to come into your presence I think that's a beautiful place to start because guys we want to be able to give people like a framework on how to how to interact with the supernatural and guys listeners out there I think it's just so important like if you haven't had a prayer and devotion life before it's just so important to begin from a place of just desiring God's person desiring his presence desiring his power you know it's god i just i just want to dive into you you know and so i think that's that's i think that's where things begin what do you guys think yeah it definitely takes a while actually to to develop that desire and i I guess i can relate to that more because i'm a little younger and like i know what it is to have to develop that desire when you know you're not used to it like even though you grow up in church it's actually sometimes harder to develop that desire because you just taught it for years you know, in a classroom at, like, some Christian school, right, it doesn't really connect. Yeah. But, you know, as I said, eventually the Lord laid something on my heart, and I got an impression. It just takes time to develop that that constant system of where you're, oh, you know your calling is God. Everything about about your life has to, it's got to connect to God in some way because of that. You know, it's just making sure you develop that, you yeah. know. Um, as I said before, I, I feel like, you know, my calling is the Lord wants to put me in the ministry. That's, that's, I know he wants me there. It's just taking time to know how to build myself up to there. And obviously, you know, many people could say, oh, you're still young. You know, you've got a lot that you can do with your life. Don't lock yourself into something yet. But it's I like I feel the presence of God, you know, pointing me in a certain direction. It's really hard sometimes to just make sure I keep that in my mind at all the times. Because that means whatever you're doing, whatever classes you're taking, whatever school you're going to, how you interact with your family, your plans you make for your future, you know. Like, 
whether it's having a family uh, at this point in your life, like when you're thinking about all those things, just because, you know, I'm a planner and I worry, you have to recognize that that's got to coincide with whatever God might have for your life. Just being able to keep doors open so you don't take God out of it. And like, I'm getting ready to apply to colleges. I'm getting ready to, you know, move on from just being a kid, right, and grow into an adult. I always want to make sure I keep that calling in my life. And that for me, it kind of scares me because I really don't want to like, you know, lose my desire as I change. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it won't happen as long as I keep that communication with God. But I also know it can if I'm not vigilant. And so just making sure I keep that desire to serve God it's always been number one for me, just keeping on that road, keeping on that path to loving and serving God. What about you, Eliash? I know you're really big on making sure you do a lot of, like, make sure you take a lot of action. Yeah, I I can't just sit still and not do anything. Because, yeah, um, like you said, I do have to take action to um, feel like I'm a part of something. Mm. And um, this, like anything I've done with the North Shore Youth Corps, um, has made me feel like I'm a part of something. So, yeah. you know, I, that, that's just how I feel connected to God, yeah. you know? Um, oh, like you were saying before though, um, with your daily devotions, how do you write those daily devotions? That's great, man. Um, I was just thinking, yeah, like how can we break it down? Elias? Well, one of the ways I can do that or teach it is just the soap method. <laughs> this is go. just one way. This is like an elementary like Guys, get your, get your notebooks out. Pastor Billy's just about to teach us how to do devotions. Well, I'm pretty excited these days because there's a lot more people taking notes now than what they used to be when I first got here. Hmm. People, even um, Rachel, one of our leaders at the Vacation Bible School, she was giving out notepads, especially because she wanted kids to start doing devotions. Pastor Billy's been teaching us to have a notebook and to use you know, our prayer time to write down thoughts. And, and I think it's really good. There's and, like, you know, Billy, I just want to stop you there for half a second. Like, I feel like writing it down, dude. sometimes you you might never read, like, a certain sentence again. Yeah. But just the fact that you wrote that point, that's what convicted you in that moment. Yeah. It's touched your heart. It's etched in a little harder into your mind. Yeah. So I feel like just writing down is dude. so important. Like, when you're taking notes in school, yeah. sometimes you won't go over them, but you'll remember it because you wrote yeah, it down. I feel you, it's the same for anything you do. And there's do. a focus about right. it, and there's a tangibility about it. And then the blessing of being able to go back. If you were journaling in a dark season, three months later, when you're kind of starting to kind of get more steady, you look back and you're like, man, answered prayer, answered prayer. I can't believe I was in that dark place. Look where I am now. It's amazing like to, to keep just with your own narrative, like where you're going, where God's taking you from. Okay, so soap. So guys, okay, so considering like some of the passages that we just looked at, oh God, you are my God earnestly i seek you my soul at thirst for you my flesh faints for you as in a dry and weary land where there is no water so i've looked for you oh my god that's psalm 63 verse 1 and 2 and so s in soap starts it's the word for scripture and so one way you can just do devotions is write down that scripture it's awesome and so i just write down psalm 63 verses 1 to 2 i just purely just write down it might take a couple of lines might take half a page but i write it down a is for applica- uh, sorry, O is for observation. And so I would just, like, what do I observe from this text? Well, O oh God, you are my God. One thing I observe is that God is my creator. I'm the created. O oh God. David refers to the higher being as his God. And so when he says you are my God, 
it's not like his parents god it's his god and that's just one little observation that i could take away and so he's my god and i earnestly seek him and to earnestly seek just means to be relentless it's like i don't just passively go to god or just awkwardly go to god it's like with all my heart i race into god's presence and he's my god he's personal to me so that's one observation god's personal he's not my parents god he's my god and i'm tenacious about my 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 desire for to be in his presence application i want to take my devotions more seriously that could be an application because david was earnest in his prayer life i want to be too then my prayer could be god help me to love you i feel like i love xbox more than you Hmm. i don't have an earnest desire for your presence i don't have an earnest desire to be in the scripture i actually hate reading like and this is the thing about what sets this podcast up against some other things is that we kind of share how we're not perfect and that we're kind of bad as christians sometimes right like uh for example (laughs) since you just mentioned video games like i've really really had it like i really want to start doing you know local smash tournaments right yeah and sometimes i feel like i'm spending way too much time practicing some true combo instead of you know spending time with it could be something as simple as spending more time with my sisters right Uh beautiful or it could be something heavier like you know oh, I know I need to get this done for North Shore Youth Corps. Am I spending time here, yeah. right? And no, I feel like definitely because I, I know I have to be transparent with you guys and yeah. transparent, you know, just because I'm trying to build up that, that essence of vulnerability in our church. I feel like that's checked me sometimes. Yeah. You know, like actually just thinking about the ministry here has affected me in my daily life. Yeah, like just sure. making sure like, would I do that if, I, if my friends were here? Would yeah. I do that if Billy was here to observe me? Yeah. Would God say that's the best? It increases use of my time. accountability. Right. And it, it's really weird to think about. It's really weird to say, cause especially because I'm talking right now. <laughs> yeah. But like just thinking about, you know, the fact that I go on a podcast and I talk about how imperfect I am makes me actually want to be more, not perfect, but mature just in faith. More, more mature in faith. Me, right? more who God's called me to be. Right. I, I just read yesterday in Romans that, you know, it's not it's not like, oh, since our unrighteousness increases God's mercy and righteousness, that doesn't mean we should just continue doing wrong. Yeah. No, just recognizing it means that you want to strive to be more like God. And I feel like that essence of accountability is actually something that really keeps you managing your time well. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's great. Um, you guys would see that like when you guys are eating well and working out that your body changes and you look better. You guys shouldn't work out too much because you're still 16. You don't want to stunt your growth. Yeah. Mm, like with weights and stuff. But yeah. Yeah. But, you know, my brother, you guys, you've got a brother, you know what it's like, and you guys are pretty competitive, but my brother always like, he flexes off. You know, a couple of weeks, oh, it was about two months ago when we were over at Nero Hair. He was at like a business conference and he invited me to stay for the night because he's in Chicago. I went over, it was pretty fun. But straight away when we were in the motel, what did you do? He like takes off his shirt and he's flexing. What do I do? I take off my shirt. We're brothers. <laughs> we're just looking in the mirror. There's like, oh yeah. Just like, and we're trying to like, he's oh, like, wait, oh, let's, let's both do 20 push-ups each and then see who looks better. And it's just kind of like, it's just always oh, been there since your brothers. My brother doesn't work out at all, but he's just ripped. He's just like, he's just got veins popping out of everywhere. He's a bit taller than me. He's just got massive calf muscles. And he's just always like, you know, he, you he'll sharing, almost claim, Billy. he'll almost claim like, like I, like I look good and I don't even work out. 
and he'll always be stronger than me. I don't know why. It's a psychological thing you might have with Elias. It's just kind of yeah. like they just have this thing that they're always going to be better than you. I've <laughs> never, I don't think once, maybe once I might have beat him in a wrestle, but I was trying so hard. I nearly killed myself. I was on the beach and it looked like we hated each other, but I was just, I'm going to beat him this time. But generally, he's just always stronger than me. But, but I work out every other day. You know what I mean? But it's like, I, what I would say to my brother is he says, oh, but I'm stronger than you. I'd just be like, dude, but I'm actually way healthier than you. <laughs> because... Shade on this mu- podcast like, right now. <laughs> throw it man, muscles need to be worked. And it's the same in life with the spiritual life. Faith is a muscle and it needs to be worked. And so it's just man. like... It's amazing. You know in yourself when you are not working that muscle of faith in your life, devotion in your life, that there is, there is like you, you, your faith muscle starts to deteriorate. You're not stepping out in faith as much. You're not speaking blessings to people as much. There's increased anxiety. There's just these things that happen naturally because you're not exercising the spiritual realm. And so, guys, I just think we don't actually place enough value on like devotions like we don't we don't sacrifice for it because we don't realize that devotions are the way we survive it's an exercise yeah it's an exercise and if we don't exercise then like yeah i just know that my whole character like my potential to look at pornography or any of that or just to, to fall increases, point, anything yeah. increases yeah or to become jealous or um or to worry about my future. It's like, man, the blessings of just tapping into God's spirit and just being, God, I want to receive you. I want I want your heart in my life. And actually, like, I really want to touch on what you just said. Like, if you're making time for devotions, you're not making time for porn. Yeah. And that's a huge difference. <laughs> and like, I, I mean, obviously, you know, Maybe we're talking to someone on this podcast right now. If you're making time for God, there are things. It's not necessarily porn. It can be anything. Like, yeah. it can be, like, uh, not gaming. going. Huh? It could be gaming. It could be. It could be even school, you know. It like, could be Tinder. Ooh. <laughs> but like, yeah, if, if you're not making time for God, you're going to start making time for something else just because yeah. Satan sees that there's a weak point. And like one of the things, you know, obviously this is a little less related to this, but like when you were talking about working out your, your muscles of faith, I feel like the same thing is like when you, when you try to put trust in God. Yeah. You know, as I said before, Billy came around, was it February? And so obviously there was a season from like September to February that I really just felt so betrayed by like everyone, you know, by the person I was with, by God, you know, for putting me in this situation, feeling like, you know, just people don't understand. And obviously just being silly and wallowing in my own self-pity. But like, you know, after I started making sure, you know, I just come back to North Shore and be more involved here, I feel like, you know what, it's time to start working out that muscle of trust in God again, you know, because... I just did not allow that to be worked during that time period. Just being willing to be accountable to others has helped me to understand more about the plan God has for me. More, I've been more able to see how important the calling I was talking about earlier is to my life. And it's just about making sure you you recognize what, what you complain about in your private time. Because we all complain to God sometimes. And it, sometimes it can be really heavy. Yeah. Right, but... Just knowing that that's somewhere you struggle is just the ability to know, okay, that's what I need to work on. That's why I need to spend time on working, right? I need to spend time learning how to trust in God. I need to spend time learning how to trust in others. I need to spend time learning to make time for those I trust. And I feel like all that comes into into everything I do, whether it's, you know, people I spend time with at school, uh, people I spend time with in North Shore. Ilyash, we just took that... uh, 
there was that that online like love languages test. Oh yeah. And I guess my like mine is right. time, right? It was right. definitely up there. It was like a score of eleven. It wasn't twelve, but it, it was, was it was it was, it was 11. eleven. I think it was yeah. eleven. Yeah. And so like n- that for me is the number one thing. If I'm not spending time with someone, it's because I'm not putting them in a priority. Right. If I'm spending time a lot of time with someone, it's because I put them in priority. If I'm spending time at church doing ministry, that means it's in a priority for me. So I can actually evaluate how I can evaluate my priorities by my time. Right. For others, you know, it could be words of affirmation or acts of service. They can evaluate their you know, relationship with God by by evaluating their life through seeing what their love language is. Right. Seeing that my time commitment to North Shore has increased so much in the mm-hmm. recent months in the and this actually the past few years, but like especially these recent months, lets me know that I'm growing spiritually. Yeah. And that's actually really encouraging. Yeah. Right. And so like n- just being able to do something for North Shore, I see the hours put in and I see the ministry we're doing. It makes me makes me strive to be better in my personal life. That's yeah, what I'm man. And I, I maybe it's different for others, but I know for me that's the number one thing that keeps me going. Like when right, it comes man. to spending time with God and developing a relationship, it's just seeing the time I put in. Awesome, brother. How about you, Eliash? What, what, like you, you do a lot of action. So do you like putting a lot of? I know your number one love language isn't time or anything but like for you what do you feel like is something that you do consistently that has always been something that draws you closer to god um <laughs> well uh, i always bring it back to north shore youth car but uh north shore youth car is the thing that's consistent <laughs> that always brings me ba- uh, closer to god you know um <laughs> whenever i do something and i've said this a million times be but, a little more specific you, know, you talked about praise team uh, yeah praise team um like with the uh the tingle <laughs> and um just in general, but like with VBS recently, that one was one of the things that uh, I did something every day, you know what I mean? And it feels like, oh, I'm me acting as a character in the life of Joseph. Felt like I was in the life of Joseph, you know, as I, w- I was something that God could work through to show kids about it's interesting because you know? um, your love language is touch it is touch, and you're wearing yeah. the costume and you're right kinda in exactly that environment. no i mean yeah, yeah. I, have to, I have to have the experience in order for it to sink in you know i also know like you're very big on hugs yeah. right like you mm-hmm. always make sure there's one thing about you i know i don't do enough sorry mother i don't give you enough hugs like you always <laughs> make sure to give your sister yeah. and your mother a hug that's so mm-hmm. important and i feel like we undervalue that ministry of family yeah. like i can't say how so many times I've been grateful for my father who just made sure to study the word with his children. Like that just puts it in my heart to recognize, wow, that's what gives me the base to come to God. I would have never, you know, I know I would have never actually listened to God if I didn't have that background of listening to the word. And I feel like actually seeing people who minister to their families all the time, that's actually really important. And that helps a devotional because, you know, one day you, Billy, I'm sure you'll be doing devotional with your family. You know, like the man's supposed to, well, the father is supposed to be the priest of the household, right? Yeah. So it's like he's got to be accountable to God, yeah. and he's got to be accountable to himself too. In that sense, I feel like everyone just needs to, everyone, that, as you said, we need to value that time we spend with others, value that devotional time, value the time we spend with our families because that's, you know, that's who God says to take care of, right? Yeah. Uh, Dudes, I was just like bombshell. <laughs> well, the thing is, we're actually out of time. We did finish the SOAP acronym, right? 
Yeah, we did. Yeah. Okay, cool. I, uh, S for scripture. <laughs> o for observation, Vation. A for application, and P for prayer. Wow, it's great. Thanks, Dev Flanders. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, man. Guys out there, we thank you for tuning in. We just yeah. really want you to know that we love you, and we just are so passionate about having time alone with God. And so mm-hmm. I just want to challenge you today that it's bring it before God and say, God, I just want to give you my heart. I give you my time. Um, just let, help me to love you, God. And I think God's going to do supernatural things in your life. Amen. So, um, guys, peace out. Um, thanks for tuning into the episode. Please share it with yeah. your friends. Exactly. If you have any questions or comments, you know, you can always uh, text us on our Instagram uh, through a direct message or a uh, email. Follow us on something like yeah, that. Follow yeah. us on Facebook, right? Facebook, yeah, Facebook and Snapchat, too. North Shore Youth Corps. You can find our podcast online at Obviously. SoundCloud yes. or Stitcher. Or, or I and or you can also find us on iTunes, iTunes and Google Play Music, Google Play Music yeah. a few others. Yeah. Does Spotify have podcast yet? We need to get uh, that it. It does, but uh, oh man, it's a, well, it's big. well, we're getting there, guys. We're getting there. All right, we'll see you soon. Thanks. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.